It's Friday, June 17th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, significant developments on Thursday uh, beyond just the Guardians sweeping the Rockies uh, for the first time ever in Colorado. Uh, it goes beyond baseball uh, games on the field here, what we're talking about today, as the, we're talking about the, the possibility and the potential of a new owner coming in. Uh, Major League Baseball has approved the sale of minority shares of the Guardians franchise to David Blitzer. Uh, as we've talked about in the past, uh, David Blitzer is a an investment banker uh, out of New Jersey. He owns uh, shares of the 76ers and the New Jersey Devils and about uh, just about every soccer team in Europe. <laughs> I think he, he has half a dozen of those uh, in his, his portfolio. Uh, David Blitzer has a, a pathway to becoming the, the new owner of the Cleveland Guardians uh, as the Dolans are are taking on him as a minority partner. Yeah, definitely. This guy, you know, has has deep roots in uh, professional sports. He owns parts of the Steelers, Sixers, New Jersey Devils, and now the Guardians gives him, I think he's the probably the first man to own, you know, you know, that uh, parts of the five, five majors or the, uh, he, you know, he's the diversified. He's yeah, he's diversified. He has, a, uh, you know, owns the, uh, an MSL, you know, a soccer team. And like you said, Joe, six, at least six European soccer teams. So, you know, this is a guy with a, with a long reach. And uh, it sounds like, what, in the next five or six years, he's going to have the option of uh, becoming the owner of the Guardians. If, uh, you know, and perhaps earlier, if Paul, Do's, Paul Dolan approves it. it for the fans that hear this and, you know, whatever excitement this generates, does it translate to uh, an injection of cash or uh, an increase in payroll anytime soon? You know, I don't think, I don't think we'll see that immediately. You know, I think, uh, you know, now, uh, you know, you, you get, you know, obviously, you know, you, the, the, the franchise is more, you know, secure, uh, financially secure. I think it, it can go out and, and reach, you know, maybe, maybe you can go out after free agents now, but right now, I think, I don't see this, you know, the payroll drastically changing, like going from what is it probably around a 60, 80 million this year to, you know, 150 million next year. I, I just don't see that. No. And, and, you know, uh, you go back to the 2017, 2018 seasons, when the payroll was at its highest, it was up over 130 million uh, per season, and those were you know record highs for for Cleveland. Uh, it, maybe they get back to that level at some point in the next you know five to ten years. Uh, can't really see them uh, going beyond that in that time frame. But you know who knows if if Blitzer takes over, at least it might give them an option to go after Shane Bieber right now and, and keep what they have right now. You've already seen uh, Jose Ramirez sign an extension. I, th I think, you know, Dolan might not have done that had the, the idea that this was going to come together, uh, you know, been in the back of his head. So uh, you, you got to think Shane Bieber's the next domino in this, in this sort of thing for the, for the player payroll and keeping this roster together. Yeah, that's a good point, Joe. It's, uh, you know, really a young roster, youngest <clears throat> in the big leagues, like we've said many times. And, uh, they're playing great. They're playing well right now. And, uh, you know, I would think Bieber, you know, that would be an important, uh, you know, get for the, for the organization. That's, 
it, it, it at least looks that way that 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 would be the next thing uh, in line. But right now, you look at the way the team's playing, and uh, there you mentioned the young roster. These guys are getting it done. There, there's momentum all over the place. Uh, a three-game sweep of the Rockies. Uh, they've won four in a row. They're five games over 500 uh, for the first time this season, and what two and a half, uh, three games behind Minnesota in the in the division. Uh, it's it, you know things are starting to shape up for Terry Francona and this club. Uh, what did you see out of these three games in Colorado that that you liked, and and you know give you hope for heading into Los Angeles? Yeah, Joe. I mean, they're two games out behind the exactly. Twins, and right now, you know, in, in June, they they own the third wild card spot. They're they're a half game ahead of Boston. I mean, it does that doesn't mean anything, but it's interesting, you know. When you win thirteen of what sixteen, you're going to make a move one way or the other. And uh, uh, the three games in uh, Colorado, you know, we just saw, you know, uh, you know. <laughs> You know, Emmanuel Class A kind of established himself, I think, you know, as as a closer, you know, on the rise in 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 the American League, three straight saves for the in three in as many days as uh, you know, for the first time in his career. We saw, you know, solid starts out of Beaver. Um Beaver and uh and Tristan McKenzie yesterday, and uh, some good, really good bullpen work. And, you know, really timely hitting. We saw, you know, we saw the Jose uh, Ramirez and uh, and Ahmed Rosario uh, show uh, on, uh, you know, on what's it, what today, Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, uh, just, uh, and, and Ramirez is just, you know, he's still on fire. Uh, his, um, his double yesterday gave him 40 extra base hits this season in 59 games, the, the fastest the fastest player in franchise history to ever reach that number. Right. Yeah. I think Albert Bell had, uh, had 40 extra base hits in 60 or 61 games and, and Manny did it in like 62 games. So yeah. Uh, just exciting to watch what Jose's been able to do. You talk about class a, is he establishing himself as, as an all-star now? Oh yeah. I, I think, yeah, definitely. Joe, we've talked about that before, you know, uh, all-star teams, you know, love to get starters and, and closers and, uh, you know, the middle guy, the middle relievers, you know, kind of get left out in the cold. So I think, you know, class A, what's he 14 to 16, mm-hmm. you know, he's got, he leads uh, the team in, in ERA. I think he's got a 1.65 ERA, you know, has walked very few people and he kind of, uh, you know, he kind of, you know, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't exactly dominant. It wasn't like he struck out the side, you know, in, it, in that rare sweep of the, the Rockies, what he ended each each game with a by rolling a, a double play right. on the infield, which was you know really interesting, and it shows I think that this guy doesn't have to strike out everybody to uh, to get a save. Yeah, it's it's enough that it's in the back of your mind uh, that he throws 101 that you, you know it, it affects the the rest of the at bat in different ways. Uh, you talked about how middle relievers don't get any love, but uh, the the middle reliever for the for the Guardians yesterday certainly got some. Uh, from Terry Francona, from his teammates, uh, Eli Morgan came into another bases loaded situation uh, again yesterday and uh, got out of it, only giving up one sacrifice fly uh, run. He kept the the Guardians uh, in front. Uh, he he entered the game with a three, uh, I believe, a three run lead with the bases loaded and nobody out, uh, and, and worked out of it. Uh, 
just the the value and the what Eli Morgan has given to this club uh, since he's embraced this sort of middle relief role uh, has been just un you know unmeasurable. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Terry Francona was raving about the guys about uh, Morgan uh, after the game yesterday. Just uh, you know, I mean. He comes in with the bases loaded. You know, I, I I think I put the kiss of death on uh, on Shaw, Brian Shaw, for you know after he went won the first two games of the uh, the uh, the series. You know, I said he had a great homecoming, and I I, I wasn't thinking he'd have, he'd pitch three days in a row, but he comes in there and loads the bases, and and Morgan gets out of it, and he you know he, that changeup. Joe uh, is such an equalizer. I think you know. Then he, he he gets it's kind of a Bugs Bunny changeup. Then he gets you know. Then he can throw that high the high fastball, and it's really a great combination for him. And and he's been getting people out with it. He threw one that was low and away to uh, uh, CJ Crone uh, yesterday. That it was about as perfect a pitch as you could throw, and it, I, it, that was unhittable. It was it was low and away. And it had that movement and it, you know, hit the strike zone. Crone just took it and you could see the look on his face. He, he knew it was like, you know, I, there's, there's no way I'm hitting that pitch. So, uh, and then, yeah. you know, then he goes through the, what the, the eighth one, two, three. And I, I was thinking almost they might bring him back out for the ninth to let him start the ninth Cause he didn't, he hadn't thrown that many pitches. Right. Yeah. I think he was at like 11 pitches, something like that. It was, it was really crazy. Um, so that, you know, that's the game yesterday. Uh, I, it, you could tell that the the news about the ownership, uh, the potential ownership change, maybe either hadn't gotten to the players yet or, you know, didn't really affect them. But it certainly sent everybody back here uh, scrambling and, and, and you know, doing research and looking up uh, just on what it will mean uh, or what it could mean. Uh, you're talking about the, the franchise already locked up, what, through 2036, I believe. Yeah. is the is what the the new lease agreement has them him here so you know whoever comes in now even if the guy's from new jersey it's not going to matter the the ball club's not going anywhere but just what what does the the news of this potential uh you know change in this sale now mean for the rest of this season and beyond but you know i don't know if, <clears throat> if it affects this season that much but it's certainly uh you know, effects beyond, you know, it, it stabilizes the franchise, you know, it, it gives them an in, you know, an influx of capital that is, you know, going to, you know, you're not going to, I don't think uh, the the guardians are going to have to be in the bottom tier payroll wise. Eventually, you know, we saw the same thing with Sherman when he came in, you know, one of the first deals was that they find, uh, you know, signed Edwin Encarnacion. Now, you know, the Indians will contend that uh, that that money came from the, you know, the BAM sale, the, the sale of uh, when, uh, you know, the, uh, they sold, uh, sold it to Disney. So that, but still, you know, you have a new partner, you know, Dolan has somebody to talk with, to, to bounce things off of and to, you know, find that, you know, pick up the, you know, pick up a, a check now and then, and, <laughs> and that will help, uh, you know, help the ball club. And, you know, so, you know, it's, you know, it's, you know, he's been the only, the Dolan family has been a single entity of ownership here. Now they've got another guy in there. And I don't think Dolan, you know, how cautious he is. I don't think Dolan is going to make a, a move you know, and, and, and invite a guy in that is going to, you know, 
as soon as he gets minority or majority ownership is going to try to move the team or break the lease. You're yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah. They're not, you know, this is, this is, you know, I, I know people are already, you know, afraid of that. You know, I've, I've got some emails, but I, I can't see that happening. No, I, I don't either. I, I think uh, this is going to help the franchise more than it's going to do anything else. So uh, the announcement or the news of this broke uh, at the end of the uh, latest owners meetings that were going on in New York this week, uh, sort of under the radar owners meetings, uh, but they get together and uh, Rob Manfred had a, a whole slate of uh, things he talked about yesterday, uh, including rules changes, including talking about uh, streaming services and, and broadcasting games. Uh the we've we've covered many of these topics on our our daily podcast but just to get sort of a, a new take or a new perspective from the commissioner on on some of these uh just to run down a, a few of them uh it, it really does does give you a, a, a an idea of where things are headed at least in the next couple of years uh particularly the rule changes they talked about this uh competition committee that's made up of uh, various entities, uh, you know, a couple of players, a couple of uh, umpires, and a couple of executives uh, on this committee talking about things like uh, the pitch clock and the the size of the bases and the banning the shift and the, the automated ball strike system. All of these things are uh, top, topics of conversation for 2023, but uh, they don't necessarily mean that they'll be implemented before uh any uh you know by that time or you know with a, a specific timetable uh for any of these rule changes yeah I, I mean i i think the pitch clock is coming joe you know i'm i'm pretty sure uh you know everybody in 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 baseball knows that's coming and i would not be surprised if it's if it's here in 2023 like we were talking to before the podcast, you know, you had some uh, stats that said, you know, how much it has speeded up the game. So, uh, you know, I think that's, that's a big, big part of that. Uh, as far as the automated ball strike system, Manfred actually went down and uh, took in one of those Florida state league games that, that uses the challenge system uh, that we talked about where the, the pet, uh, the, the pitchers and the catchers, uh, can and and the batters can all challenge the the strike calls uh, using the ABS. Uh, that looked like and it that looks like that might be the route that they they decide to try and implement in in Major League Baseball. If Manfred said he he watched this game and there were three challenges in the game and one of them he didn't even know was going on because it happened so quickly. Yeah, I I st I'm still going to wait uh, wait hold my opinion on that one, Joe. I I think that I think that could be a disaster, but but that's just me. That's just, you know, thinking from the outside looking in. Uh the you know, there there's the other big topics that that they covered at these owners meetings uh centered around teams like the the Rays and the Athletics uh needing new stadiums and and you know where, what the likelihood of of new ballparks in Tampa Bay and Oakland uh, could be. Um, I, I guess from the commissioner's standpoint, he doesn't want to see teams jumping around or moving, uh, and you know, getting new ballparks in in Tampa and Oakland are is a priority for him. 
Yeah, I mean, those debates have been going on for years, Joe. I mean, uh, Oakland, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> they have a ballpark. They don't have a ballpark. The same with Tampa Bay. That they were going to, what, uh, last year they were going to share the season with uh, with Montreal, the Tampa Bay. The Rays were going to bounce between Montreal and And a few games Peter's in Puerto Rico. Rico. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, You've got to you. They they got to make. They've got to reach a decision on those two cities, whether you have baseball or you don't have baseball. And if not, you know, Las Vegas is waiting right now. And the and the uh, you know relationship MLB has with the new relationship MLB has with gambling. I mean, that seems like uh, that would be the ideal place for for uh, you know the Oakland A's. But hopefully, they stay in Oakland. I think it's a good baseball town. They got great t- fans. And uh, I'd, I'd, I'd hate to see him move. Yeah, having having taken in a game at uh, the Oakland Coliseum uh, on one of our earlier road trips this year, uh, yeah, they, they need a new ballpark, though. That place is, is, is untenable moving forward. Uh, also, the, uh, the, the league needs to uh, – uh, I'm sorry, the Major League Baseball and the Players Association need to agree – to implement a international draft by July 25th if they want to uh, uphold one of the agreements in this latest collective bargaining agreement uh, that would eliminate the qualifying offer system. Uh, you, you know that, you know, kind of both sides want to get rid of the qualifying offer system. So there's there's incentive there uh, to to implement this international draft. Uh, but you've, you've, you're going to have problems with, uh, you know, changing the culture uh, Latin American players, specifically the Dominican Republic, where, uh, you know, that, that free agency is sort of, uh, you know, used and abused and, and, you know, taken in, in different directions there by the, the agents there in Latin America. Yeah. That's another can of worms that is, that has been kicked down the road, you know, year after year after year, the international draft, even, Joe, what does that mean for Japan? What does that mean for Korea, mm-hmm. Australia? What are, are those are those countries involved? All the Pacific Rim countries, uh, you know, all the you know, and uh, they said uh, you know when Puerto Rico was you know accepted into the draft, that kind of killed baseball in, in Puerto Rico. It you know it, the the big signing bonuses went away. You know you didn't kids weren't playing baseball as much, or you weren't getting the, the good players out of Puerto Rico after that uh so you know i i i you know i don't know if that's uh if that you know if that's even a similar thing but you know the international draft like you said that <laughs> you're gonna have to appease a lot of people to make that work yeah you're gonna have to pry it out of their fingers basically uh to to get it to to be a thing uh finally we come to streaming and that was one of the big big topics hot topics and it's appropriate for for tonight because the guardians game against the the dodgers uh, tonight, as they open their series in Los Angeles, is streaming exclusively on Apple TV Plus. And you're coming off a week where they open the week uh, playing on Peacock uh, at 11:30 in the morning on Sunday. So, uh, Peacock uh, app uh, streaming is now a, a big deal, and the Guardians are among you know the teams that have felt it the most. You know, fans who who can't find the game on uh, Bally Sports where they would normally watch it. Uh, are are sort of scrambling to to watch the games on on Apple TV, and Manfred admitted they're concerned about uh, the reach of Major League Baseball and and getting it to getting games to people who want to watch them, especially in light of all these different a- agreements and deals that they've signed with streaming services like Apple and Peacock. 
so it looks like what they're going to do is trend towards some sort of centralized MLB media or, you know, a platform of their own where they can sell subscriptions to. And, you know, you'd be able to stream games that way. Uh, is, is that something that, you know, you think people will buy into uh, having to, you know, people who already pay for Netflix and Hulu and, and all those other services, uh, you know, what's another streaming service that they, you, you throw another, uh, you know, $20 a, a month on and, you know, you, you'd be able to watch any game you want. Yeah, that, you know, it is a problem you know, with Major League Baseball, it's even a problem, you know, without the streaming and on Valley Sports, a lot of people in Cleveland, around Cleveland don't, can't, you know, or they won't pay for, you know, it's, it's too expensive for them to, to watch the game. So they're missing out on, on a really exciting club. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, they, you know, they've got to consolidate somehow to make it easy, you know, have one entry point, for, for people to watch the games. Now, will that ever happen? I don't, you know, not if, you know, Apple and Hulu, Hulu and, and, uh, you know, Peacock are paying, paying them big, big money to, uh, to air these games as special air special, you know, a special portion of, of the schedule. you know, I, you know, is MLB going to be going to turn that down? Yeah. And it, you know, it, it sort of trips over, all the cable deals and the, uh, the the big source of revenue for teams like the Yankees and the teams like the Mets and uh, the Dodgers, uh, the, the bigger TV markets are their TV contracts are their big source of revenue to to help fund the, the their payroll there. So uh, it it's going to get messy and complicated uh, when it comes to you know you don't want them necessarily taking away from that sort of revenue source uh, to to be able to share streaming services if that goes through MLB and it has to get divided up equally among all the teams. So yeah, definitely. And Joe, well, I guess we can update, update fans on all this on subtext, right? Just keep, uh, keep talking. You know, we, if uh, fans want to find out the latest on a peacock or a uh, Apple or where, where the guardians are going to appear next, I don't know. And, uh, but I guess, you know, the subtext thing is, is a pretty good, uh, we think, uh, you know, Joe, uh, we think that it's a you know pretty good uh, you know method for Guardians fans to really kind of follow the game. You know, we, they had up we had updates on you know the Blitzer sale yesterday. You know, it it gives you pretty immediate impact if you're a Guardians fan. Well, and the thing I like about it is it gives the Guardians fans who are subscribed the chance to come back at us with questions or their thoughts, and then we can share them in our content that we use. You know. It, Sometimes it's uh, it, it's hard to get a second or third voice into a story, and I, I like being able to jump into subtext and and you know if Dave from Parma has a thought that that really makes a lot of sense, I'll, I'll share that with people uh, in a post or in a you know uh, in here even on the the podcast. So uh, yeah, just the 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 two way aspect of it is is also um, really important. I like the I like the ability to push news out to. Uh, the readers and the subscribers on subtext uh, and and also just the ability to hear back from them. Uh, it's cleveland.com slash subtext. You can sign up uh, online or send a text to 216-298-3436 and we will sign you up. It's $3.99 a month. Uh, and, you know, basically right now is the best time to do it because, hey, the Guardians are hot and you, you want to get 
uh, all the latest information uh, from, from what's going on uh, with the Guardians there on subtext. Hoinsey, the, uh, the Guardians are in L.A. to take on the Dodgers. You got Zach Plesak on the mound against Clayton Kershaw. Is, is Clayton Kershaw going to make it through the game? <laughs> How many times has he been on and off the uh, IL already this time, Joe? I mean, but he's 4-1, 2.112 ERA, you know, really, you know, one of the premier pitchers of our generation. Just, uh, you know, it, it, it'll be cool just to see him see him work. And uh, I'm sure Plesak is, is pumped. Pitching, you know, at Dodger Stadium for the first time, he's got to be excited about that. Come on, Hoinsey, our generation? Who who are you kidding? Our generation. <laughs> he's of his generation. His not, generation? Not our generation. He, uh, our generation is way beyond. Well, okay. My generation is way beyond him, and and yours is light years behind him. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, like, Clayton Kershaw, definitely a Hall of Famer, um, and uh, the Guardians get to see him on the mound tonight. Uh, all right, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you uh, at some point next week as, uh, as we, we wrap up the series in L.A., and uh, we'll, we'll check in with you then on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe.